Okay, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. My name is Justin Boulanger. Thank you very much for tuning in. It's been a crazy, uh, it's been a crazy three months. Crazy is an understatement. I don't know if there's another word to put above hectic. I don't know if hectic or crazy lap each other, but it's been an insane couple of months here here at the High Button. We changed the name to High Button Sports. We're going to keep the name of the podcast to uh, the High Button. We've brought on some writers. We have uh, Jordan Mills over at the Halifax. Uh, Thunderbirds writing for us we brought on a kid Austin writing for us over at the Halifax Hurricanes the core is still there with me and dudes we're giving you guys content left right and center we're working our bags off to try to deliver you guys you know the best of the best I'm the you know we're still far away from our goal to where we want to be as a as a sports and entertainment media company whatever the hell you want to call us but we're we're getting there I'm telling you it's uh it's incredible the things that you're able to accomplish if you just don't quit. You know, there's days that dudes and I are sitting here in the basement and we go, fuck, okay, what are we doing today? What are we doing tomorrow? Okay, we don't have anything today. But it never crosses our mind to, to quit. We always keep pushing. And that third day that comes along when we don't have anything going on, bam, we'll get an email saying, hey, High Button Sports, we'd love to have you here. Next thing you know, advertisers are coming on board. So it's just that mentality of, okay, quitting is not an option you just have to keep pushing and then something will eventually happen so that's that's something that we've learned over the past three months uh and it's definitely working in our favor we have things lined up all the way to march now you know back in the day maybe a year ago we were working week to week day to day trying to scrap together anything that we could do in order to provide content but now that there's a demand for us it's something that myself and and dudes are starting to get a little bit used to time management is something that we have to take into consideration we've got a calendar we have to write stuff on it uh anyways enough about me let's talk about you you're thinking what the hell does this have to do with me i get it uh today on the podcast just dudes and i it's going to be a little bit of a recap like i said these past three months have been crazy we want to fill you in on what we've learned what we're going through and we want to talk about you guys as well we've been out to the ice jam we've uh, covered tournaments we've we're all inside access to the Halifax Thunderbirds. We're all inside access to the Halifax Hurricanes. They give us floor seats, season tickets, courtside seats at the Halifax Hurricanes, high button sports. Like, but can you believe that? We can't believe it, but it's happening. So there's tons of exciting shit that's happening with us. We're going to sit down, talk about it. We hope that you guys enjoy. We hope that you guys are enjoying your 2020 like we are. High button sports, belly, dudes, you know what comes next. Here we go. And we're going. Oh, we are now. What's up, dudes? This is it. Haven't seen you in eight hours. What's changed? <laughs> I changed my hoodie. No, I didn't change it. I washed it. That's a lie. I lied. First thing. Not a good start. We got to get more clothes because all I'm doing is wearing those hoodies. But oh, it's free marketing. Well, yeah, it's free marketing. Wear it everywhere. By the time day four of the ice jam was wrapping up everybody knew at the end of that if they had any questions if we were the high button guys or not i would say it was pretty clear after i wore my hoodie for five days <laughs> oh you could probably smell me from a mile away after wearing it we smell you like, too we smell like winning that's a good point <laughs> now we smell, we smell like, like hard work the ranks not like we were sweating or anything like that you're standing up there freezing if anything you might smell like subway or something like that but i don't understand how both of us just became burnt in the rink it's from being you weren't burnt you were just your I face was frozen. You didn't know because you were there for so long. Your skin and my skin are different. I'm a redhead. My skin's vulnerable to anything. Like I was burnt. I had to put the green stuff on. Aloe? Aloe. That was from all my jokes. 
What? I burnt you so many times on the weekend. Um, (laughs) I'm not even going to respond to that. You can't. So, these past three months, uh, I apologize. We haven't done a podcast. I know we've had a couple of messages, not a couple, a good good handful of people saying, why, where's the podcast, where's the podcast? Which is a good thing. Which is a good thing. That's great. That means people are enjoying what we're saying. That means uh, there's a demand for it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, our apologies. Like I said to some people, it was just, it, it's, it's not that we're rebranding. It's that we're just kind of focusing our energy on different things. And I guess, like I said in the intro there, the whole time management thing has to come into effect more often. We are focusing, we still are focusing a lot of our time on the video content yep. and, uh, you know, essentially what advertisers are going to pay for. It sucks, but at this stage of a business, you have to make money. So you have to do what people want. Well, if you want to progress at all, you need money and that's just the way it is. But that being said, one thing that you and I and especially us have to remember is that we're two guys, you know. So for us to cover a tournament, you know, it's two of us in a rink and specifically in the Ice Jam this week. I mean, I was refing. We were both doing high button stuff and we were doing the live stream plus color commentary and play by play. So when you divide all those tasks into two people, it was amazing that we were even able to pull that off while maintaining our image on social media and stuff like that with the video content and the highlights and all that. But it's hard for us to do an hour podcast, try and line up a guest, but also mic people up and also, you know, do interviews and, and run the business. So yeah. it's just my point being it's it's two bodies. Yeah, we're both not really doing too much else other than the high button right now, which is great, but it just boils down to how much time we have. There's only 24 hours in the day and there's only two of us, yeah. right? What, we have a car, we're able to get around, but you can only do so much. But the one thing that's great, I think, about us and what we're doing and in the field that we're going into is that we don't have to second guess ourselves whenever we put a piece of content out. Like when we're at the Ice Jam, we know how to film a game of hockey. And then right. once we find that highlight, which is a goal to hit anything, we know how to upload it within 30 seconds. Right. And the only reason we know how to do that is through repetition. Obviously, you and I have played hockey our whole lives. But... And it was great for the whole networking aspect, too, of being at the Ice Jam. People kept coming up to us, asking us about what we're doing. Um, where their interview is going to be, where that kind the, of stuff. Exactly, because that like tournaments right now are our bread and butter due to the fact that people aren't just from Halifax, Bedford, Sackville, East Hans. There's people from Moncton, PEI, St. John, Newfoundland. That's St. Right. John's, St. John's, Newfoundland. I mix that up all the time. You're like Even like King's Edge Hill from the Valley. Like King's Edge specific Hill. like that. It's a whole different network, right? So like you got people out looking at Facebook at their content that we're putting on our pro- on our platforms and now they're looking at it well but, but, I mean think about it a tournament is you have you like you just said all those provinces and all those teams in one area we don't have to travel to PEI to Moncton to Fredericton to cover these teams that's why the tournaments are our bread and butter it's because we have what how many teams are there's like 21 teams in each division and probably more than that there's you know there's 50 teams 56 yeah. teams I think or something like that in the tournament in one spot yeah it's a lot easier I wouldn't say easier. Well, I guess it is in a sense that well, everyone's under the same easier. umbrella, right? You get four ice pads. You walk 10 seconds to each ice pad. You set up the camera. You click record. You chuck that on the computer and stuff. It's still a lot of work, but we're all there in one spot, right? We don't have to go yes. to each person's rink as much as we like doing that. And one thing, like a big challenge, I think, at least for me, that I want to get into, like, uh, you know, from the last podcast we did to now, we changed the name from the high button to high button sports. And it's not high button hockey, it's high button sports. We had a lot of people come up to us and say, like, we notice you guys are doing the, the Hurricanes and the Thunderbirds, and you guys are going out to different sports. And that's a goal, at least of mine. And hopefully, it is of yours too. But 
you know, there's so many other sports from around here and in Canada too that I don't know that I think they could just use a little bit more uh, media flair that could, that could use a high button, uh, you know, high button sports effect. You know, I think it's we've proven ourselves in the hockey world over these past two years, but in the basketball world, there's not really much going on around here. Lacrosse, obviously not, because the team's brand new and what's going on with the senior and junior league. But it's starting to grow. Soccer, and, exactly. And I've I've said this from the beginning. It's the best time in Nova Scotia or in Eastern Canada to start a sports and entertainment company. For sure, I, I think, especially now too. Like if you think about it in a bigger picture, like the potential of a CFL team. You yeah. know, like the, the city's growing, whether people like it or not. Yeah, shit's getting more expensive, but that's what happens when your population grows and, and the demand for shit becomes higher, right? Like the lacrosse team's getting huge. The Thunderbirds, every time I see somebody Four that goes right to now. their first game, they put it on Facebook and they're like, attended my first lacrosse game tonight, was unreal, can't wait to go back. Same with the Hurricanes. Once you go, you go again. Wanderers. How unreal was the reception for the Wanderers? No, it was unreal. We had some good, there was some good media coverage, but like you said, I think they definitely could use more. I mean, the more word that's out there and the more people they get in the seats, the more people they're going to keep in the seats. I'll tell you a little, not a story, but I'll tell you what was going on at the Thunderbirds game the other day. Like, so I was there with Millsy the other day. We're up in the press box and I'll admit, like I can't pay attention to the entire, entire game. Like I have my laptop up there because it honestly going to those games and having the desk and having the laptop up there. It's a great opportunity opportunity for me to get work done. Cause that's why we hired Millsy so he can watch the game so he can tweet so he can write his blog so he can do everything. But one up there, must go on while you're doing that. Exactly. Right? So while the game's going on, I'm up there, you know, it was probably the fourth quarter. It was a tight game. I think it might've been 10, seven, something I'm up there, uh, replying to an email of something that's going on outside of lacrosse. I'm getting some work done. And, you know, fourth quarter in a lacrosse game, it's like two and a half hours in, three hours in, and the score was like, yeah, like I said, 10-7, and then the, the Thunderbirds score to make it 11-7. I could be bluffing here on the scores, but it was something like that. The, on that 11th goal in the fourth quarter with like four minutes left in the game, you could have thought that that was the first goal of the game with the entire crowd erupting. The entire crowd was involved with the game from the first quarter all the way to the end. I jumped out of my seat. I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like the, the whole the, the place erupted. And it just goes to show you how invested uh, the city of Halifax is into the Thunderbirds and how invested, honestly, the Thunderbirds are invested into the city because right. they've been out there. The advertising is there. You see them all over the city. They're going out and doing shit. Being part of the community, you know, you have to do that your first year too. If you want to be, you know, if you want to come into a, a market and stay, you, you have to do that. And they're doing that. They're they're giving away tickets for free. They're holding contests. They're doing school visits. They're doing everything that you have to do the mm -hmm. first year coming into the city. And let's and, be honest, and it's paying off. The four and zero record the, is only yeah. going to build the brand a lot more too. And the second thing is, um, Halifax is. Plain and simple, we're a sports city, man. People love their fucking sports. We've had a QMJHL team for, what, 25 years at least? And the support has been unreal all every single one of those years. It doesn't matter if the Mooseheads are in last. Obviously, your attendance goes down a little bit when you're well, when you're not winning every game. Yeah. But, I mean, you every person we've had on the podcast, where's the most feared place to play? Halifax, because the fans are so good. Yeah. Where a, the soccer team comes, we... Boom, great fan support. Thunderbirds, getting great fan support. Hurricanes, great fan support. Mm. We're a, it's a sports city. Mm. So like you said earlier, which but it, actually it, wasn't it, too it, long ago, yeah, exactly. is that we are in the perfect time to be offering 
the services that we are for this city. Well, it's an up-and-coming sports city. Don't get me wrong. Right. It's a sports city, but on a national scale, like think about it. There's a team from Halifax that's going to San Diego in a couple of weeks to play a game of lacrosse. So there's Colorado. Pe- there's like people that. in San Diego right now going, Halifax, what the fuck? What? <laughs> so they're looking that up. You know, like that, that's, that's a right. thing. Yeah. And then soon, the, hopefully, that'll be a thing with the CFL. I know that's a... I know that's a, right a touchy subject right now with a lot of people. A lot of people think that those dollars could be going into things like healthcare and our terrible transit system. But, you know, if, if a CFL team does come here, you know, there'll be a state. Hey, I'm not going to get into that right now. No. But like, like both of our, like we're saying, it's an up and coming sports city and we definitely have a hold on it. You, I, I wish that a lot of you listening right now could look at our DMs and our emails and our Facebook inboxes of the request, the, the demand for what we're trying to do right now. And that comes back to the exact uh, first thing that we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast here 13 minutes ago was <laughs> there's only two of us. That's right. Yeah, we got Millsy writing. Yeah, we got Austin writing for uh, the Hurricanes. Yeah, we have Coach Bombay with the Toronto Maple Leafs writing for us. But mm-hmm. when it comes down to the actual video content... It's tough. That's gotta, why I got to give Billy a shout out too. Bill, sorry, shout out to Billy. My bad. I know we just got another full-time job, but shout out to Billy. But like, like we got it. Like there's a part of me that wants to figure out how to get like a, like a summer intern in here, you know, like a guy, like a young kid that goes to NSCC, he's taking video, whatever mm-hmm. he's into sports. Like we, the, the, the behind the scenes aspect of what we do is I think the best content that we're not getting on footage. Like uh, it's, the work that goes into it, the, the, the struggles of trying to get a hold of people, uh, and that's not even like the biggest struggle. That that's you know people have been pretty good to us actually as far as reaching out and Jeez. replying, but just like trying to wrap things up, and you know like we said we just had to get a calendar. It sounds ridiculous, like a fucking, like <laughs> a had, calendar. Like, a calendar. who gives a shit? But at one point we're sitting there looking at the month, going, okay, well, what can we do? Yeah. But now we're going, when are we free? Yeah. Instead of we're seeking, instead of seeking things out, we almost have too much for two of us right now, right? Which is great. I'm not complaining. It's awesome. I love jumping tournament to tournament, game to game, rank to rank. Like, this is how we lived our childhoods. And I, I let's be honest, neither one of us wanted to give that up. So this no. is a great way for us to stay, you know, in tune with, you know, today's up and coming athletes, and we can still give them. Not that they're seeking us out for advice, but you know, if someone asks me a question, I'm going to give them an honest answer. You know, like, what do you just, mean in what sense? Just like, oh, like, you know, if someone asks you where you played and you tell them, and they say, oh, did you go anywhere after that? And they say no. And you say, why? If they say why, you say, you know, well, for me personally, it was, I was just an idiot. You know what I mean? I, w- I was more in tune with the social aspect of life than actually putting the effort in to fucking get better at things, right? When you have a skill, you sometimes think, oh, well, this is good enough, right? Yeah. I can just go with this, but you actually have to put the work in, which now we're seeing with this well i think that's the that's not a problem with you i think that's a not a problem i think it's an issue with like 75 percent of kids that play hockey i know it was with me maybe i wasn't an idiot like you yeah but you just kind of think when you're in junior hockey midget you think oh this is going to be life for the rest of my life that's right and then you're done and you're like Taking oh it for granted. okay and, then and the that kid day, that it, day comes and you're like like that's yeah. all you that's all you knew like yeah. think about if you worked in a certain field for 40 years <laughs> I know, obviously, we didn't play hockey for 40 years, so let's just say a good portion of your life, 20 years, mm. and then all of a sudden you switch. 
you're going to be a little bit fucked up. Like that's just, that's just how it is when you get so in tune to like, what was it when we were in high school, man, Monday practice, Tuesday practice, Wednesday practice, Thursday off or Thursday off ice, Friday off. Then you play Saturday, Sunday, and you do that every week all year. Mm. Then you start moving into junior and junior is the same thing. You're practicing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you got off ice after practice. Then a lot of guys are in school. So they're doing that shit. Some guys work and they're doing that. And then that stops. Yeah. So now you're kind of like, what the fuck? Like, I'm used to doing stuff all the time and stuff that I enjoy. Now I have to go out and, you know, and shovel you, snow for a living or whatever. And then you hit that age where you can start drinking alcohol and women start to become attracted to you. And then you're that right. kind of... vice that, versa. You know, yeah. Well, it's... Yeah, that's a problem for a lot of that's people. That's what I said, the social aspect of it. For me, once I, you, you come out of that that shell that you're in, if you are in it at a young age, yeah. things change, right? Like, that's just the way it is. One thing I also didn't mention on the, the whole business aspect of what we're doing is the inventory, the closing, the clothing that we're selling. That's a whole nother ballpark that... You think you're going to have a wrap on it, You but. think, and then you just start making sales, and you start doing contests, and t-shirts are going hoodies are going and oh fuck i don't have any large left okay we got too many smalls now okay we messed up the order okay now we have to do this now we have to reorder this okay now we have an opportunity to sell hoodies here but not there and with that being said though the first order i i bet you if you asked anybody who threw out uh their first merchandise you don't know who's going to buy what and what size after the first order you kind of have a better idea of like okay here's the demand for for us specifically the hoodies large yeah that's we have one left maybe not even no, you know we, what I mean? we have one left, I think. So that's like, okay, so next time we do an order, it's like, well, we're going to go with larges. And even still, you could be wrong because yeah. people that bought the larges now might might not be buying. You yeah. know, like you just don't know. It's just part of the business side that you learn as you go. And that's the stuff that I think is is that needs to be captured on behind the scenes. Because at the end of the day, if you're viewing someone kind of mess up on just anything, live and learning, that's funny. You can relate. It's not funny for us because like we have to... <laughs> put the work in and actually figure out problems. But if you're watching that from a behind the scenes aspect, I think that's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like watching someone try to figure out a problem well, and you're related to the brand right. and you're well, invested in it. People fuck up all the time. That's something yes. that's relatable, you know? And I think from, even from this podcast, I know we haven't done it in a while, but when we were pumping out podcast episodes, like people were relating to things that, you know, the pros and the guys that are coming up through the ranks are doing, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people, it's relatability is huge, right? Cause you want to go, Oh shit. I, I had that same issue or, Oh shit. I remember when that happened to me or whatever. Right. But the relatability aspect, you just nailed it on the head. That's everything. Cause if you can connect a fan to the relatability of your brand, mm-hmm. then it's you got, a, you got a home run Yeah, and us traveling, us getting caught in snowstorms. I don't think dudes and I have ever taken a road trip where we didn't get caught in a snowstorm. <laughs> um, the, the 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 trying to get a hold of people perfect example last year went to the nhl draft found out last second we probably worked 20 not 24 hours straight but you know endless hours to try to get a hold of the nhl communications guy for the nhl draft didn't end up getting in but said let me know next year right away montreal nhl draft you guys are in like stuff like that is just to me it was extremely cool like like I always say, if you would, we always say this to each other, dudes and I. Like, if you would have told us two months ago, we'd be, doing <laughs> you know. But it's true. It's you know, a year ago, if we're tra- talking to the head NHL communications guy for the yeah. NHL draft, I would have called you an idiot. And then we found out he's good buddies with a buddy that we played with on the Max. Such a small world. It's just a whirlwind of things that are happening with us that are brand new. And ten years down the road, when these things are just in the palm of our hands, and we have the communication. So you can remember it fully. Exactly, because 
I think even on the come up of a bit, like when people were talking to us at the ice game, and people were saying, "Oh, you guys are on the come up. Like, keep going, keep pushing, keep pushing." To me, this is the most fun time. You know, they they always say when you make it, it, it's great, but it's tough because the more money, more problems, and bigger the business, the the more complicated things get. But when you're coming up right now, this is the most fun, and I'm starting to realize that. It's kind of like your hockey career, right? Like this is the part where it's like, okay, now it's make or break. And I think from living through what we have, I know it's not playing a sport, but if you keep that mindset of, because that's what we know, let's be real, right? This is how we know to stay focused, to stay on task. It's from playing sports. Whether we did it or not, we know how to do it. And now you can see that since we didn't put all that full effort into hockey, we didn't get the full amount out of it. So now we're seeing that and we can actually imply apply it here implement works too apply it here and think okay like yeah okay we're starting to come up now we're hitting you know peewee triple a and we're starting to make some noise and now you got to stick with it we can't be content with just uh oh yeah well we covered the ice jam and we're gonna do the junior c atlantics like you can't just be content with that so you got to keep pushing this was basically my point and i think we have a good mindset for it because we're like oh if you would have told us two months ago this shit yeah that's good to be because instead we could have been like yeah, it's about fucking time, like, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's more of a humble mindset that you need to keep pushing, I think. I I, uh, I read a cool quote the other day. I forget who it was from, but essentially what the guy said is, hard work is bullshit. You need to be obsessed. And that's what I think this is. Like, I'm a, I'm obsessed with mm-hmm. this. Hockey, I loved it. I don't think I was obsessed with it. I, no, I definitely can, not. I can uh, admit to that. You were obsessed with what came with it, the camaraderie, yeah. being in the yeah. room, that kind of shit, yeah. hanging out with the boys Absolutely. and girls if they were on your team. <laughs> You know, I'm like, you know, last night I'm exhausted, but I'm still on Twitter yeah. in zombie mode, yeah. figuring shit out. It's That's the beauty of the media thing is you don't necessarily have to be in an office to work. That's great. Right. You have your phone, you have your computer, TV was where you get, we get a lot of our stuff when we're not actually covering events, right? Like you staying up to date with that sounds, yeah, well, that's, that's easy, but it's harder than you think, you oh. know, for the outside looking in. If like, ask any Instagram influencer, which is fucking ridiculous to say at this point but ask them it's not easy to just get up and do shit that people care about every single day like once you hit that peak you're like okay well i'm here now yeah what do i do to to maintain this like you still have to get up and post shit and take pictures and document and write and pay attention to stuff right yeah it's a fun way to do it but it's just like anything else you actually have to work towards it yeah so it's a job yeah exactly fun job well it just comes down to the thing for me is that no one's telling me what to do. That's why I like doing it. Yeah, well, my boss is kind of a dick, but... Yeah, my boss is a dick, too. <laughs> Just call our boss. We don't know. <laughs> well, we do... Remember last year, we were at the... Uh, it's a funny story. So we are at the uh, the Oval there, and we had a camera last year. We still... I guess we still do use this camera, but it has a cord that connects the microphone to the camera. And we were on the Oval <laughs> last year doing interviews, and this elderly lady... Elderly lady got a little upset and uh, she freaked out and she's like, who's your boss? I'm calling them. Let me know. Who's your boss? And we just said that we worked for CTV and yeah, call our boss at CTV and uh, <laughs> they'll, they'll let you know. And dudes, I, we always just use that mindset. Yeah. Just call our boss. I uh, just call our boss down in uh, CXY radio there. Sorry about that. <laughs> we're not getting in as much trouble now because we're kind of not, we're not known, but wherever we go, we're welcomed. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, like we, that was a weird scenario, though, man. We weren't we weren't bothering anybody. Like you and I are both pretty aware on the ice. Let's be real about the scenario compared to some yeah. of the people that you know are learning to skate or haven't skated much at the oval. We know that we're not going to skate ten feet apart from each other and use the microphone cord as a, a clothesline. Like we're not that dumb, right? I don't so want to say elderly lady either. That makes us sound bad. She was able. She was not elderly. She was. She was just older than us. She was a woman who had time on her hands. Anyways, we're. St- just skating around and she had said something about getting the mic out of the way or something like that. So naturally me being me, I responded immediately with like, we're not even bothering you. You actually skated over here towards us. So now you are creating your own problem. So she tried to grab our cord, but Belanger and I anticipate the play like we do flip the cord up over her. And when she went to grab it, she missed and then just went falling into the side. So the fact that you did say that was an elderly lady is correct. And it is a better look, but it's like, like why, you know, like we weren't bothering you. We weren't bothering anybody. We were getting good reception for the interviews. So just people were loving it. People was coming up to us, wanting to get interviewed. So it was hilarious. I'll I'll be honest right now. It was fucking hilarious watching her fly into the (laughs) snowbank because she created her own issue. And then it just escalated on her own. All almost, we did was flip the mic cord over and down she went. What's that called when you're you're like skipping rope? I like skipped the rope over her. It was like that. Like she went to grab it and then I just whoop skipped it over. It would have been if it was filmed. We got a little bit of it, but had it been like a bird's eye view or something, we would have been on talking TSN or something. Man, it was a great play. <laughs> that was a great day. <laughs> the oval right now is well. It was messed the other day. It was, it was like nine degrees the other day, wasn't it? Well, that's just the weather around here for you. You get a snowstorm, then it goes warm, then it rains, then it freezes, then we get another snowstorm, and same cycle. Guess what Belly found out the other day? What? Going to Arizona. Oh, bachelor, bachelor party. Alice. To the Zona. So we're going to, I'll read you the list. Costa sent it to me. Gun range. Never shot a gun before. Yeah, you're too city for that. I think you're going to Quite honest it. with you, I'm a little timid. I, like, I hope he kicks back and gives you a black eye. Or I die. You're not gonna yeah, you just get yourself. a black eye from a... Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you point, if it pointed at yourself and you die, then you let's be real, you deserve to do that if you're that dumb. But I, I'm not... <laughs> I, I am honestly quite a little nervous. Yeah, for a sure. gun range? Yeah. Until I get the first couple bullets out of the, you know, the socket there, whatever the you call it, the chamber. The socket. <laughs> I'm going to be a little... People are now listening going, please do not shoot that fucking yeah. gun. All the boys coming to the bachelor party like, fuck, Belly's not coming to the gun range. <laughs> You're just at home, yeah, in the spa at the hotel. <laughs> I told my mom that the other day. My mom's like, "So how you doing, Justin?" And it was right after the ice jam. I was like, "Yeah, good. This ice jam was good. Guess what? Though I'm going to Arizona bachelor party." She goes, oh, "Okay, what are you doing?" And I say, "Gun range." She goes, "Oh, I don't know about that, Justin. You stay home." <laughs> I've seen for you that. at the cottage. You yeah. can really throw rocks. <laughs> Anyways, it's a uh, gun range, golf. Nice. You don't even have to be good at golf to enjoy it. You just jump on the cart. Yeah, you can just go chase the balls out of the woods. Uh, hike. Is that like a destination or is that just an activity you guys are doing? No, it's just uh, just an activity that we're doing. We're hiking. Apparently, there's great like trails and shit in, Scott, the, in the Scottsdale area. Scottsdale. It's where uh, Matts. Scotty Matts, uh, Matthews is from. Yeah, Scotty Matthews? Austin Matthews, sorry. Jesus. I'm trying to read the, the list here and think at the same time. Uh, pool day. That's, yeah, just drink and swim. Basically. So drink, swim. Uh, fucked up shit play water polo you know and that's all polo. that's all that's list, listed there so gun range golf hike and pool day how long are you going for uh may 14th or no we changed the date 21st to 26th may five uh, days uh, what about a ball game they'll may. probably play in will they be someone will be the playing diamondbacks may? oh yeah perfect may, baseball starts in like fucking 
February, for Christ's sake. Well, Costa didn't put baseball on the list, so but we'll definitely get in there. Those tickets must be cheap, too. Eh? Any baseball game, get in for 20 bucks. Just tell them you're a media company. That's a good point. Could you imagine? You know what? Get some content. That's a great idea. I'm going to see if I could do that. What's their team called? Arizona Diamondbacks? Get in there, do some and interviews. And unis are fucking sick. Do they have any Canadians on the team? That'd be cool. I don't know. That's too much for me to... To handle right now, get Probably some work not. done on. I, I don't know if I'll be able to get any nah, work man, done don't on do this work trip. Done. Go. That's what a bad. You think the boys will be choked if you're trying to get work done, stressing about work while you're they're on somebody else's bachelor party. Like, let, but it on. would be sick to go down into the dress. It room. won't be too bad to get tickets there, man. At that early in the season, if it's if you're looking in October for playoff tickets, yeah. you might have an issue. But May, if they're even if they're even there, they might still be in spring training. But it's definitely worth looking into. Is all I, is all I'm thinking. I'll take a look. Um, what were we talking about? I don't fucking know. The oval stuff, yeah. Oval lady fell. Uh, how about sports on the come up? How about uh, Marshy last night? Did you see what I tweeted there? Yeah, that's he, just. He's done everything. He's licked a guy. He's won a <laughs> cup. You notice how I say licked a guy in, in front of won a cup? He licked a guy. He's probably more known for licking whatever. Absolutely. Than he is. Winning the cup. Licked a guy, won a cup, missed on a shootout. I think he has the most overtime goals in Bruins history. Uh, yeah, he does. Um, he's done all kinds of shit. Let's be fucking honest. But I, I you think know, he's a Hall of Famer. In I, media world, it. it's tough to let, like, if that happened in 92, you might not have, or like even earlier than that, you might not have seen it all over the internet. You, yeah. Somebody might have had the footage. But because everybody and their uncle has a phone in the rink, <laughs> and, and it's and it's Marshawn. If it was a no-namer, probably nobody would be filming, right? Obviously, yeah. the cameras that are filming the game. Yeah. But for him to, like, just... Just miss the buck. <laughs> That's fucked. I, I love feel, how we just walked you, off. Too. You feel horrible about it, but at the same time, you're like, "Thank you for doing this for us." You know, it makes it better that it's Marshy though. Like he just took it like a champ. Just all right. See you later. Yeah. Well, he's. That's part of something of his career that he's had to do is just is deal with shit and own up to stuff. So it's fucking January. Who cares if he misses? If that's the you know world championship shootout shot for the gold yeah, medal yeah, or like yeah. any the Olympics or anything like that. You know, you might have Canadians in an uproar and maybe Boston Bruins fans, but this time you let that one slide. It's just funny. It's hilarious. It's, it's going to go on the bloopers. It's amazing. I saw Coach Bombay tweeted out uh, very, something very interesting because people love that three on three overtime and they want to do it at 10 minutes. So he's like, you know, get rid of this over, get rid of the shootout. You what know, a great way to end it. What a great way to end it. Let Marshy go out on top and <laughs> let's get the, the 10 minute. F- Three on three overtime. I agree. Three on three overtime in the NHL. Well, we seen in the Ice Jam. The ice. Well, any league. There's so much room on the ice mm-hmm. to make shit happen. The most exciting brand of hockey. It comes there into is. shinny right away. Yeah, exactly. So but I, it's I, pros. I refed my first, not refed. I lined the first game that ever went into an overtime in a meaningful game. It was uh, either the round of sixteen or quarterfinals that morning. Um, the Rangers and. Moncton, I think. And anyways, it went into overtime. Then that's what they did. They did a three-on-three, ten-minute overtime, and then they went to the shootout. And the the style of hockey completely changed. So now you go from having five guys that are a unit that each one of them has their job to your best pond hockey players, right? Your most yeah. reliable defenseman who can move the like. And you've seen it even in Bantam and Midget, man. Like if you didn't have an option and you were coming out to the in your off in the offensive zone and you were starting to make a move and they were pushing outside the zone, they just went out. They went out, regroup. There was none of this dump it back in or give it away or none of that shit, man. It just swoop like the Russians used to do back in the day. That's They revolutionized this whole puck possession game, yeah. They would just go back out into center. They'd come up the wall in the offensive zone, 
look for an option, look for an option, get pushed out by the D, and instead of just cycling it down low to nobody, they go back to the D or out into center, regroup, swing, and attack again. We may start at that back in the Speed day. Speed through the neutral zone, that's key to hockey. But I'm just saying it's way more exciting. I know that for me as the linesman on the ice, it was, it, I don't know, for being in that position before, it was nerve-wracking, right? Like one guy gets free. And you got You're a three-on-two. It's man-on-man. Right? Man. That's the best scenario in hockey. Two-on-one, obviously, it's a breakaway. But two-on-one, three-on-two, those are things that you practice. Yeah. And those are your key scoring opportunities on the rush. Yeah. And that's what it is the whole time. Yeah. And there was that game went to a shootout because of the goalies yeah. who were making absolutely fucking ridiculous <laughs> saves. So I don't know if those goalies would be listening. But the goalie from Moncton and Major Banham, was, I went up to both of them as the linesman Did at you? the end of the game. I had to, man. I had to. I had to tell them how sick they were. I said to the Moncton guy, I said, I know it didn't end how you wanted it to, but you're the fucking man right now, in my eyes. You're a good communicator as a ref or a linesman. Well, you have to be, I think. I think the one thing that where you gain your respect, and not so much your credibility, but the respect is if you're able to communicate correctly and not in like a, an aggressive way, like, oh, I'm right, like, blah, 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 blah. You just say something like, listen, man, I had to do this or I had to do that. Hey, buddy. Levi. And uh, you just have to communicate, right? Then they, they kind of like, they give you that respect instead of just freaking out at you. They'll, they'll ask you instead. But yeah. they're kids, man. Yeah. I was a kid once. You know, I've had some, some dickhead lineys and refs over the years. I don't remember who they were, but you, you don't want to have to deal with those people. But when you have someone who can come up and you can have an actual chat with and, you know, I'll tell the goalie at the end of the period, great period, man, or nice play, or I'll yell it out during the game. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not, I'm not biased. It's. That was a great play. Yeah. That kind of shit, right? And one thing I always liked about when we did your mic'd up videos was that communication factor. I remember going into game, not even with refing, but just with, what's an example? Like when we rev, when we mic up guys in the queue, when you're a young kid going on a queue team, 16, year old, 16 years old, or even being a call-up, and you don't really know guys on the team, it's a little intimidating. So I remember with those videos when we mic'd up like Sean Miller, 20-year-old on Cape Breton, we mic'd up Welshie there and on PEI. Yeah. If you're a young kid coming up onto the team and you see that video and you see Welshie, the goalie, just shooting the shit with the boys, having right. a great time, you walk into that dressing room a little bit more lighthearted. You're like, oh, these guys are, okay, they're just regular people. Yeah, just like us. I remember when I first got called up to the Mooseheads, I wasn't terrified, but I was like, well, fuck, who am I going to talk to? I guess Jared Grant was there, but yeah. for most of these kids, the, you know, you're a little timid when you go in there you don't really know too many people and it's nice to know that when you watch these videos oh they're just like me they're just hockey guys they're just having a good time and th th that comes back to the whole communication thing with the refing or the linesman that you sure. do it's just it's just nice to know that we're all human we're all just here trying to become better hockey players better people and i thought those videos were uh, a great representation of that i know we just talked about me personally as a communicator but they're there are a lot of good refs that I've refed with so far this year that, that are communicators, but the only difference is is we put a light on me because that was our option, so we got to see me doing it. We didn't get to see the other people doing it, but that being said, I'm also still pretty fresh out of hockey, so it's kind of like that, you know, I, I want to be the guy that they they don't hate. Do you know what I mean? When you ref, it's kind of different. You're like, you kind of have to just keep your mind... I'm calling the game and not on the brouhaha on the sides. But as the linesman, man, you're always by the benches. The coaches are always talking to you. And when you're doing the high-button sports stuff too, like that's what I get recognized for. So it's not so much that I'm a sh I am would be a shitty ref. It's that, oh, he works for high-button sports. And, oh, are you wearing the mic this game? And, oh, well, I've seen this video and blah, blah, blah. You know, so it's you build a little bit of a relationship. And I think that kind of helps. I may be wrong. No, but, but so... 
but yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of good guys that communicate out there. I know there's like a lot of guys I've ref with this year who, you know, their first things out of their mouth aren't no or stop or don't talk to me like that. You know, they try and work with guys and and the players and stuff like that. So. Hundred percent. I'm on the other side. That's part of my team. They're your teammates, man. They are, and that's how it is. It's the same thing. When you're refing, you sit in the dressing room. You have the refs that are doing this game, probably the games, the refs that just did the last game, and some of the refs that are coming in to do the next game. Like you're a group, you're a team, and that's you're wearing the same uniform. You know what I mean? Same as the the hockey players. You're you're a team now, and it. You have to be there for the other guy. That's a success to a good team. Would you want to ref and have the linesman throw you under the bus every time? No. Exactly, right? It's the same thing as your teammate. So it's it's fun, man. With that all that being said, I, I really enjoy refing and it's it's there's a great group of guys and there's some guys that I probably hate it when I played as referees for obvious reasons, for anybody listening that knows me. Um, but now I get to see some of the players that were like me and I get why I would have been one of the hated players in the league, right? Where, where refs remember you and they hold a grudge and stuff like that. But everyone's, it's the same thing. What's the most irritating thing a player can do to get you going? There must be a couple, but name one. Um, just constantly complaining. No matter how the outcome of the game is going, they're, even if you're up 8 nothing, and you, I'll make an offside call and, and someone will be like, that's not offside. And, and for the first couple ones, I don't respond because I know the call. That's what uh, I'm being paid to make the right call, Right. And so when you're just constantly complaining and yelling and screaming and it's just like, and that's how I was for the most part of my younger career. Like we'd be up eight, nothing and I'd still be bitching about stuff. And it's just, it's just so annoying. Like if you're down eight, one, I get why. Cause emotions are high. Adrenaline's high. A lot of the time you're a young kid. You still don't know how to control most of your emotions yet. A lot of us as adults don't, you know what I mean? So it's just like, I get when you complain at that, at that point in the game, but just constant bickering, like, me, 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 no matter what happens. You score a goal and they find something to complain about, you know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, wh- why? Why is this like this? But that's probably the most annoying thing. Other than that, I don't really hear much. I, uh, I'm i still new to the refing game, so it's I'm trying to focus on, you know, getting better and, and doing the right thing for the game instead of, like, oh, who yelled that? Or was it offside because that mom fucking yelled it in the stands? Or like the coach just said that was icing. Is it icing? Like I don't I don't worry about that stuff, and I know a lot of people don't, but it does affect some people. But I've been getting yelled at as a player my whole life, so and by my parents, right? So <laughs> I just don't hear it anymore. Everyone listening at home, whenever dudes and I were watching like a hockey game on TV, he doesn't even watch the game anymore. He just watches the refs. Like if there's an offside <laughs> call, we'll be sitting on the couch. He'll get up off the couch and just do the offside move with his arms. Wait, icing, practicing offside. my arms, right? He's like reffing the game from the couch. <laughs> but I'm not screaming at the TV. I'm just practicing. And I'm like, you see Liney there? Did you see Liney? And you're like, no, the guy had a breakaway. You know when the ref like has to turn his mic on and like announce it to the crowd? You're just like mimicking him like Wes McCauley. Puts my teeth in, that guy. Yeah. That was, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's like, one second, I got to put my jibs in. <laughs> anyways, oh, God. Enough about reffing. What do you think of, uh, we got to talk about it. The uh, Cassie and Kachuk incident. Ooh, the cat. I had a little conversation about this last night, actually. Um, who? A couple of the refs that I refed with. This chair sucks. Um, I, you know, I like Kachuk, but I like Cassian. I th- don't think Cassian deserved games because I think that's the league sending the wrong message of you're not allowed to stand up for yourself kind of thing. I do from 
a player standpoint, understand Kachuk's reasoning for going after Cassian, but I also, from like a refing fan perspective and like the new rules in the game, don't understand like his thought process on that. Like, yeah, you want to lay a big hit, but a big part of today's safety concerns is the vulnerability of players. And I know a couple things on Twitter I seen. I thought it might even have been Berkey who said it, and he said that the weak side winger has no business being down there in the defensive zone, right? So the puck's not on his side. He, you leave your post to seek a hit. It's greasy. I think Cassian did the right thing in my mind. In my mind in hockey, you need to be accountable for what you do. I paid the price a lot for being an asshole. I never once complained about it because that's just fucking part of it. Mm. But Cassian has to send a message that he's not going to take. There was three times. If it's once and he does that, I'll be like, Cassian, you're, you're a dickhead, right? But it's three times in one game where very similar plays where he's tired. He's trying to injure him a hundred percent, right? No one throws huge hits anymore. Not trying to get injure somebody, right? So on the third time, he just lost it. We watched it live. You said, look at him. You said, look at Cassian right now. He's going, who the, f- who yeah. the fuck? He didn't care who it was. It could yeah. have been, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he would have <laughs> went after him, right? But I don't think he deserved two games. And I, th- I got think two games for Cassian did, yeah. But here's the kicker. He's back. His first game back is against Calgary. When's that game? January 29th, oh, I think. Oh, uh, no Yeah, way. because the All-Star break comes up, so there's a big gap. But, yeah. Ratings will be up for that game. I like Kachuk. I like that player. I like that role. I think the game needs more of them. But I also think the game needs more accountability. And Cassian, I think, proved that for me. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I I, I think that element of hockey needs needs to be there. I do think it was wrong for him to hit him in the head and target him like that. Mm-hmm. I do think it was a little bit of a greasy hit. I do think he could have let up and went for the puck more rather than just the upper part of his body Especially comes around the corner bent around the net bent over but with that being said there's a part of me even though i think it's kind of wrong there's a part of me that's just you know kind of happy that it happened because the nhl there, man, there's been games on tv this year that have been an absolute snooze fest like i'll sit down and watch a game mm-hmm. no hits no, no scrum in front of the net no no one caring yeah, no more one contact and be shinny not just just not enjoyable hockey. So when I do see a little bit of passion come from a player, even though it's directed in a negative way, unfortunately, mm-hmm. there's a part of me that goes, yes, th- this brings me kind of back to the Detroit, Colorado days when you and I are in PEI and Pee AAA watching the Patrick Waugh and Chris fucking Osgood Chris fight. Osgood go head to head. You know, there's a part of me that just kind of brings back that nostalgic, yeah. nostalgic moments in me. And like I said, I, I enjoy watching that element of hockey when, when players really want to rip the other guy's head off. Yeah, for sure. But if you're a fan and you can't admit that, you're a, I think you're a little bit of a hypocrite because that's the whole that's that's the element of sport. It it, it takes away from everything that has to do with normal society. Mm-hmm. There's fights you, in basketball for Christ's sake. If you if you, let's say you work for Geico or what's another insurance company other than Geico? Like the competition of Geico, what would it intact be? Intact insurance. Intact insurance. If you work for Geico and you hate intact insurance and what a guy did to you, maybe he lowballed you on a quote, you can't walk over to intact insurance and just elbow the guy in the head <laughs> and walk away and then you get two you games get two for minutes, it. You know? yeah. that, that's the beauty of sport is that you can take out any human emotion <laughs> and, and put, it into, put it into a sport. That's why people watch it because it's not real life. It, yes, it's, it's, some, it's sport. It's something different. That's why you see such crazy passionate fans, but I'm sorry I laughed yes. there, but I just got the visual of walking into a fucking building and just throwing a bow on a guy and just going fuck it and just going and sitting in the lunchroom for a couple of minutes and yeah. then just coming back out to work, you know? 
I, and honestly, I bet the real world would benefit from the the way of life that way. Well, yeah. Instead of getting jumped and and like killed and stuff, you just meet yeah. the guy for a fight. You sit five minutes away from each other. And you lowball you, you lowball a guy in a quote, and he <laughs> ends up getting it. And you just go at it for two minutes. And, you and your teammates jump him. Yeah, and then you're good to go. <laughs> then you just carry on with life. Don't do it again. And bada boom, bada bing, it's over. Well, I can. This is what I'm anxious to see is whether Kachuk tones it the fuck down against him. Toner. Toner down. Toner or whether down. he's going wide out on him next time, right? <laughs> Like, is he going to run him again? Probably not, as numbers would show. Chuck's a little nuts, man. His family's insane. He could. That's true. And I know it's, it's the Battle of Alberta is back, baby. Let's be like, that rivalry is fucking back. It sucks for my this. sleep schedule, but yeah, it's back. Did you hear what a uh, friend of the show, James Neal, said about it? Yeah. He was it, saying something about like, you know. And I love that, what he said. Me too, because he's being honest. And that's a, a lot hard of the times in interviews, days. it's just like, yeah, you know, like. The team really came forward today. Our goaltender was awesome, you know, when we needed him to be. And, you know, well. we got in behind their defense and we worked in, in behind in the corners and we made them face their net and this and that. But he was like, you know what, man? Like, other guys that do this, they get fucking 15 games for it. If he does it again, like, if either one of them does it again, there'll be much bigger consequence, I think. But I just am cu- I'm curious to see what kind of fire comes in the next couple games with those two, you know? I kind of wish there was no suspension. Just a, just a stern talking to. You know, I just think you're sending the, the wrong message. Like, what? You're not allowed to stand up for yourself. Yeah, he punched him while he was down, but if he didn't turtle and just and took it, then there, there wouldn't be a. Con- like, wouldn't if he would have fought, yeah, it, there would be nothing. nothing. It, it would have been a highlight on TSN. It would have been a fight. A little bit of bad blood between Kachuk and Cassian last night. Welcome to Sports Center. Like, yeah. it would have been that, and there would have been nothing come of it. No one would be. You know, some people would obviously still have their opinions, but there would be no uproar about it, right? Yeah. Because you you got to be able to protect yourself out there. you got to be able to protect your stars. I don't really like Brian Burke that much. I think he's a good hockey brain. But he said, I hate fighting after a clean hit. Because, yeah, the thing is, back in the day when we played, huge hits were a thing. You got crushed. It was because you had your goddamn head down coming through the middle. We used to get a box of Captain Crunch cereal every time we made a big hit when we played hockey. Like, don't it was let him en- fool Yeah, He never got it. It was encouraged. I got it a couple times. It was a mistake. I didn't mean to hit the guy, but I still got it. <laughs> he got hit. He got it. <laughs> But like I said, you never had to, even in our first, my first year of junior A, you threw a big hit. You might get a guy say, hey, let's go. And you're like, nah, fuck that. Like, that's part of the game. But now as the hitting kind of becomes more diminished in the game, it's looked at as like this big fearsome thing there. If you throw a huge, like, if I'm playing the NHL right now and McDavid is flying through the neutral zone and he's got his head down and I'm right there, guess what's happening? He's probably going to truck me over at this point in my life. But (laughs) I'm still going to try and put him in the next fucking week because... You're taught from a young age to catch the guys with their heads down because here's the thing. It teaches the other guy not to fucking do that again. Mm. And now you're going to understand that when you go through the neutral zone with your head down, you're going to get killed. You shouldn't have to be penalized for taking someone out, right? I understand hits to the head and knees and trips and I agree. greasy blind sides. Yeah, you should be fighting for that shit, but not I, for clean hits. I agree with you, but I don't think the mentality of kids coming up these days is to nail the guy coming through the zone That's with his true. head down. That's very the, true. No one, no, no coach is teaching that. You think Burke over in Dartmouth, Subaru Steel Subways, whatever they're called now, is saying, all right, boys, you see this guy coming through his head, uh, with the neutral zone with his head down, knock him out until right. next week? No, he's not saying that. I'd say one in every 20 players has... A, a mindset about that that's just a bullshit number that i made up but like there was a massive hit at the ice jam i got it on camera that shit went viral the guy from I mean. newfoundland that hit uh i think who i forget who it was max, from max. Guy, it doesn't matter it uh i you know maybe i should eat my words there there's definitely still maybe a little bit of a mentality there those kids are young 
That's yeah, still the next you still generation want to of hit. hockey. Like, you, you, we watched you know, 40, 50 games this weekend, and <clears throat> you see it, man. Uh, a big hit gives you momentum. Getting yes. hit can sometimes give you momentum. Like, wake your team up. Holy shit, these guys are coming banging, you know? A goal. Those things in hockey, they still build momentum for your team. That's why it's stupid that when you throw a big clean hit, and I'm not saying the one that we have on video is clean. This is a completely different thing. But a clean hit, big body, rocking hit, and now all of a sudden you have to fear or potentially take a penalty just for throwing your body. Do you know? Yeah. You go into the hit questioning yourself. Okay, if I do this, am I going to be in the box and for five minutes, get, ten minutes, where get you a get game? the kneeing penalties and stuff is when guys go to hit them and they hesitate because they're yeah. like, fuck, can I hit? Yeah. Am I, am I allowed to do this? Hockey's in a weird place right now. It is, but man, it's skilled. It is. Super skilled. But I think that's the problem a little bit. It's not, well, I shouldn't say it's the problem. It's a great aspect of the game. But mm-hmm. there's people that want to protect that skill. And that's guys like Gary Bettman and the, whoever the that's fuck right. is running And now that you're league. seeing way more skilled guys. Like, obviously, McDavid's in his own world. And, like, McKinnon, those guys are in their own league. But, yeah. like, there's still – even the third liners on teams now aren't the muck and grind guys. They're no. super fucking skilled guys yeah. that were first liners on their junior teams or college teams or whatever. They – it's there's just so much of it now that if you have a team that isn't as good and is getting outskilled, it's frustrating. Yeah. Right. It's like trying to play monkey in the middle with five guys and you just can't get you just can't get it. You know, yeah. eventually you're just gonna lose your cool. Yeah. Right. It's human. It's just a matter of time before everything is just skill, skill, skill. You'll have that one grit guy, two grit guy. Maybe the the fourth line will always be that grit line, maybe. But it's just a matter of time before every single player, even a fourth line guy has skill now. You know, you got to admit it. Every every single team has a skilled fourth line. Maybe not the best. Even my dad Maybe would not say the best hockey IQ. Back but. in the day, like he would say when hockey was, you know, your top two lines, your top six forwards, that was the thing. Top mm-hmm. six lines. Those were your scores, right? Gretzky's, Lemieux's, that kind of shit. Your fourth lines were guys like Bob Prover and all those kind of guys. Yeah, they were this is what he would say. The, the worst player on the worst team in the NHL is still an unbelievable hockey player. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But now you look at the fourth liners, and no disrespect to the people, this is just how the game evolves, is that you got guys like Galchenyuk playing on the fourth line in Pittsburgh. of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Like compared to, you know, Donald Brashear, who, let's yeah. be real, yeah. not even close in skill. Yeah. Right? That kind of shit. Yeah. But you didn't fuck around with Donald Brashear's teammates, did you? No. So it's an interesting world maybe for the GMs right You're now. You're sacrificing one thing for another, but it's like, what are you actually sacrificing ultimately? Yeah. It's like you need to have that guy that's a healthy scratch every night just in case you go into Philly and you know it's going to be a rough game. You need to put him in the lineup. But let's say you go into Minnesota. You know it's going to be a skilled, quick game. You don't really need to put that guy in. You can have that Galchenyuk on the fourth line playing rather than putting Reeves out there back when. I guess Reeves is a good example of a guy that's you know skillful and tough and you don't want to fuck with yeah exactly well, he, but he's when, a rare breed you're not going to come across a guy like no. that shout out to his brother friend of the show so i wanted to ask you about um or not maybe not even ask you just touch on the uh the nhl all-star game to feature women's three-on-three event which is good but with all the the shit going on in women's hockey right now and basically you know the the lack of i'm not this is a tough one. The lack of respect for it, I guess, in yeah. today's world. Like, we've seen that under-18 shit being filmed on a fucking yeah. Samsung Razor or whatever, Motorola Razor phone, yeah. which is just, it's not right. Yeah. It's just not. When you yeah. have 27 TSN, I'm not calling out TSN, but there's ways to get that shit out there. But I think this is a good way, because it says here, events set to promote women's hockey and fight for su- sustainable pro league. Yeah. And I think that's the right approach. I know it probably seems like a little bit of a, a pity party, which I could see, but I, this is the definitely in my mind 
the right approach. You want there's fucking so much skill in women's hockey, man. We've been going to games and and like we, tournaments and stuff like that. You and I and when we watch them play the junior A teams and stuff like we that. We went to that inter squad game. Those remember incredible. how aggressive and like skill like it was unbelievable. So I think this is a, a step in the right direction, and um, I'm actually looking forward to see it because remember the the girl last year that put on that fucking clinic in the speed skating. Yeah. She was, was a Kendall Amer- coin or something like or something. that. Yeah. yeah, it's a great look for the NHL. It's something that definitely needs to be recognized in the hockey world. Um, I have no idea what the status is on women's hockey, whether they're getting that league or not. I do hope that this is great for this is a great moment for the podcast. I, if you're you know from Halifax, HRM, or you're in Atlantic Canada, and you know that the world's women's 2020 national tournament is coming here in March, it's just a great look for our city to come out to that. You know, it's a it's an incredible skilled hockey game, and I haven't even I won't lie, I haven't seen the top tier women's hockey game before. All we want to watch was the Junior A versus Team Canada in Liverpool like, like four months ago, whatever that was. And the women's team beat the Junior A team. I'm, I'm pretty sure for it. It, it's, it's, it's a very, I'm telling you, I, I would have trouble keeping up out there. It's a, it's a very skilled level of hockey. It's exciting hockey. And not to mention, they're representing your country that you live in. So the, And the, we have two of the best players, like I wouldn't say two of the best players, but two of the top players on the team right here from Nova Scotia. Blair Turnbull, yeah. Jill Saunier, yeah. plus Troy Ryan. Like That right there should be enough to get asses in the seats. It's enough to get me there. Yeah, we'll be covering it's it. We'll be getting get media there. credentials. And just come out. I think tickets are on sale right now. They, I don't think they're that expensive. Come out. Bring the family. Go out for a nice little bite to eat before. Go over to the Scotiabank Center. Represent Team Canada. Come watch a game and support the gals. Absolutely. It'll be a, it'll be a fun... Uh, it'll be a, it's like seven to eight days it's here for. I would love to see what you and I compared to in like a practice right there for them right now. Maybe it's something we can work out. Troy's might be funny. Troy, every, everything's Troy coming. wouldn't trust me. Think I'm out there trying to grease his players. I'm I telling you right now, everything <laughs> is coming up high button sports. My old coach is now the leading coach of the head coach, not leading coach, the Jeez, head coach of the like women's national team. Before. Everything's coming up high button. Uh, I'm gonna, I, I just want to list off a little uh, schedule that high button sports here has. In March, I'm talking about the calendar that we uh, that we got here and things that we have to write down. You know, dudes, to the normal person out there, a calendar and organizing things not a big deal. But yeah, to no- us, it's like normal. it's it's normal. But Lisa yeah. uses one every single day. She's the most organized person ever. We're like bragging. Yeah, we bought a calendar. We wrote shit on it. Not a yeah, big deal. Well, step one's get, <laughs> step one's getting the calendar. Step two is actually fucking writing on it. Okay, so here's March for us. Uh, March 12th to 15th, U Sports Men's National Championship here held at Scotiabank Center. Right after that, the Junior C uh, Atlantics. Atlantics is going to be held March 25th to 29th out in East Hans at the East Hans Sportsplex. The 29th, it ends. Right after that, the Women's World IIHF Hockey Championship starts March 31st all the way to April 10th. So busy. So the beginning of March, starting March 12th all the way to April 10th, we're going to be jam-packed with work. And there's nothing I would rather be doing. Nothing. We're going to be in a rink all day, every day. Media credentials, probably eating Subway that whole month, probably going to gain 20 pounds. (laughs) But it's going to be a hell of a month. That's March. What is it now? January, February? January, yeah. It's less than three months away. And how fast is that going to get here? It's going to be here within a second. Then right after that, a little Scottsdale action for me. And uh, you'll probably still be stuck here, unfortunately. Which means then I have the reins of the company, which means it could potentially <laughs> sink. I come back, we're bankrupt. 
Yeah, from our forty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> that did Justin, I lost the money. I I had to I had to get jewel pods, man. <laughs> forty dollars. Why you spent all forty? Where are the hoodies? Oh, I lost those. I don't know. Yeah, uh, we uh, we needed a fire outside. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, buddy. Hope you had fun in Scottsdale. <laughs> But anyways, in, in between March and now, we still have tons of things to do. We're going to mic up uh, a kid today from Halifax West. It's going to be good. Uh, yeah, and also, if you have any ideas on who we could mic up or good character uh, people, hit us up. We're always taking suggestions. Um, it's tough for us to, you know, sometimes, we, not that we feel bad, but sometimes we choose somebody and then we're like, well, and then somebody will come up and say, well, what about this guy? And it's not really... We're not really seeking anything specific. Oh, just a person that is chatty. And if you have any ideas, hit us up because we we don't mind. We'll go anywhere to do it if as long as we can. And uh, you know, it goes a long way to help us without trying to seek people out on our own while we can focus on other things too. I do want to give a shout out to Jake Gooby who just got his first win at Scotiabank Center representing the Charlottetown Islanders. 16-year-old goalie in the CHL. I'm pretty sure he has the most games played. I know back in December he did. He has the, he had the most games played as a 16-year-old goaltender in the CHL. That's not the Q. That's the entire CHL. That's Canadian hockey league canadian hockey league folks so congratulations to gooby friend of the show great guy also do you want to mention the thing that we're going to in sackville to get people out oh yes okay so for the like a lot of you guys that would be listening would understand what craft hockeyville is and the whole you know process of of what it entails you know you 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 bid and you show support for your community in, in hopes of getting some money for a new uh rink and stuff like that but recently we had um a rink in PEI in Tyne Valley, um, which lost its ring to a fire this month. And I, I personally know a lot of people that grew up playing hockey in that rink. Um, so originally the Sackful Flyers Minor Hockey Association was putting in a bid for Craft Hockeyville. And upon coming on the news of Tyne Valley, um, they retracted their bid in support of Tyne Valley. So... A, a guy I know, and a, a local guy who uh, actually I met while I played Junior B in East Hans. He ran the pro shop there. Wicked guy, uh, Jamie Monroe. And I know there's probably other people that that took this on as well. They are holding a rally for Tyne Valley, which is a sick ring to it, at uh, Sackville Arena on Saturday morning at 1030. Um, everyone is is welcome to join and show their support. He, he asks that you, you know, you bring a sign or, or just show up. They want to fill the stands and, uh, we, we want to get behind Tyne Valley. I know, uh, Belanger and I will be there for a little bit to capture this wicked moment. And I think basically what we're really trying to show here is, is the true East coast meaning of sport and, you know, our ability to get behind people. Like I said, Sackville took away their bid to help Tyne Valley and PEI when anybody could use this money but uh i think it, it was a very legendary move i think it's you know a, a, a testament to jamie and his crew there at sports wheels they've been huge in the community in the last little bit and and they're getting bigger and bigger so if you can make it out 10 30 a.m sackville arena uh they'll be taking donations anything just you know support in person is is uh is really what they're looking for and stuff like that and let's help uh let's help time sorry tyne valley get a new rink all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are out. Thank you for tuning in. I have no idea when we're going to be back. We uh, we got we to gotta write something down on that calendar about how often <laughs> we're doing these podcasts. Hopefully, we're going to get back into the realm here. If you got any guests for us yeah. or if anybody's in the area and uh, like any uh, 
of the legends, the local NS legends, and you want to get uh, on the podcast, let us know. It's a little bit easier with guests, too, because we can, you know, you work a little harder to, to make that time. But worst case scenario, it's just in one hour. That's right. All right, oh, yeah. we are out. High Button Sports. See you later. See you later. And I was just trying to find You don't know what you do Till you put under pressure Across 110th Street Is a hell of a tester Across 110th Street Pimps trying to catch a woman That's weak Across 110th Street Pushes won't let The junkie go free Yeah.